a Kansas Memory, a Kansas State Historical Society podcast featuring glimpses of Kansas history from documents in the Library and Archives collections. James Henry Lane was one of the most influential and controversial characters in Kansas during the territorial period. Lane grew up in Indiana and studied law with his father there. He was admitted to the bar in 1840. He gained military experience while serving with the Indiana Volunteers in the Mexican War. Lane also came to Kansas with political experience, since he had served in both the state legislature and the U.S. House of Representatives. He was Indiana's representative to Congress when he voted in favor of the Kansas-Nebraska Act of 1854. Lane moved to Lawrence in 1855 and joined the Free State cause. He became involved in some of the military actions in territorial Kansas, as well as the politics. As a supporter of the Free State Government, he wrote this letter to the leaders of the extra-legal Topeka government, who were held in Lecompton after their arrests for treason. Topeka, August 10, 1856. Dear friends, I am here at last with a sufficient force and ready to serve you. It seems better if you can escape to do so, and let me meet you with my defending force just outside your prison doors. It is necessary for me to remind you that time is all important. My whereabouts cannot long be concealed from the bloodhounds who are seeking my blood. Act promptly. If you cannot escape, I can and will attack prison guard. Although it seems better policy if blood is to flow, that it be shed in your defense rather than on your rescue. Decided that quickness and timing is everything. James Lane to His Excellency Charles Robinson, Governor, State of Kansas, George W. Smith, Commissioner, General George W. Dietzler, George W. Brown, Esquire, John Brown and others, Free State Prisoners at Lecompton. Pro and anti-slavery forces tried to gain control of the territorial government so they could control the writing of the Constitution under which Kansas entered the Union. Tensions rose as supporters of both sides tried to vote in the chaotic territorial elections. The Free State Government in Topeka authorized Lane to recruit a militia to ensure that the elections were not overrun by temporary citizens from Missouri trying to vote. As a result, Lane issued General Order No. 1 on July 18, 1857, addressed to the people of Kansas, which directed voters to organize the Kansas Volunteers for the protection of the ballot box. The convention at Topeka on the 15th instant passed the following resolution. Resolved that General James H. Lane be appointed by this convention and authorized to organize the people in the several districts to protect the ballot boxes at the approaching elections in Kansas. Now, therefore, in pursuance of the authority thus vested in me, I do earnestly request the people of Kansas to form companies in their various neighborhoods, towns, and settlements, and every man enroll himself in some one of the same, that when each company shall contain not less than 30 nor more than 80 men, it elect a captain, one first and one second lieutenant, two sergeants and two corporals, and that it make a perfect and complete roll of its officers and men in accordance with the printed forms which will be transmitted from this office. Kansas expects every man to do his duty in this matter, 
The time has come for thorough organization and efficient action. We must look to the ballot box as the instrumentality of our disenthrallment from oppression and prepare to defend that ballot box at any and every sacrifice against any and every attempt to violate its integrity. The next order issued by Lane outlined how the volunteers for the protection of the ballot box were to be organized. General Order No. 2 provided for the recruitment of four divisions with two brigades per division. It divided the settled part of Kansas Territory into regions from which volunteers should be recruited and named superintendents of enrollment for each division and each brigade. While Lane was organizing troops to oversee the voting in the fall of 1857, he was also giving speeches around the territory. A pro-slavery newspaper in Leavenworth, the Kansas Weekly Herald, published a copy of a speech given by Lane in that city on November 14, 1857. However, before printing the copy of the speech, the article about it included the following comments that clearly expressed their opposition to Lane. This speech is a pretty specimen of the brutality and meanness that characterized the leaders of the black Republican Party. Lane is the representative of the blacks who have arrayed themselves against the Constitution. Does he meet the questions with argument? No, but he resorts to the favorite weapons of the abolitionists, slander, abuse, threats of force, violence, and murder. Read the speech. It carries with it the conviction of rottenness and corruption of the party of whom Lane is the leader. Lane's speech contains equally inflammatory rhetoric and contradicts the organized approach outlined in the orders calling for recruiting the volunteers for the protection of the ballot box. The framers and content of the Lecompton Constitution are his targets. I have stood here on Kansas soil and seen a fraudulent legislature forced upon us by a neighboring state. I have seen invasions come pouring in upon us. I have seen crime in every shape committed upon the settlers of Kansas, but this last act crowns them all in villainy and fraud. And I speak here in Leavenworth, responsible for all that I may say, that these villains who have committed this last great fraud have forfeited their lives to an injured people. That crime is so hellish that the outlaws have lost their claims upon the American people. That Constitution heaped upon us is awful, disgraceful, and damnable in all forms. These men who framed this Constitution have separated themselves from all honesty and from all honor which existed in that party. There are honest and true pro-slavery men who left that party in disgust when they saw the poisonous fruits of that convention. Calhoun and his party number today less than 200 men. Men did I say? No, friends. We have villains in that party who understand how to make up election returns and is not Calhoun able to send in more atrocious frauds than was even perpetrated in the last elections? I say we could raise such a storm and feeling of indignation as would dry these damn villains from Kansas long before the 21st of December and their constitution would be laid away. If I had my say about it, I would say to Jack Henderson, Easton and Calhoun and every other damn villain of them, leave Kansas now and forever. For I cannot live on the same soil with those black 
hearted fiends. I would drive them from this place tonight and brand them with a red hot iron upon their foreheads. Villain, villain, villain. So that they would be a deep disgrace wherever they might go. Ultimately, the voters of Kansas rejected the Lecompton Constitution. James Lane continued to be involved in territorial politics until Kansas entered the Union in 1861. During the Civil War, he recruited and commanded the 3rd, 4th, and 5th Kansas Volunteers and was responsible for forming the 1st Kansas Colored Volunteers, one of the first regiments of African-American troops to fight for the Union. He was elected to two terms as U.S. Senator from Kansas, but committed suicide in 1866 before the end of his second term. This has been a Kansas Memory, a Kansas State Historical Society podcast. The documents used in this podcast are part of Territorial Kansas Online, a virtual repository of primary sources from the Bleeding Kansas era. The URL for the website is www.territorialkansasonline.org. Thank you.